Risk is a live show and podcast where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share in public and has featured celebrities such as Kevin Nealon, Mark Maron, Sarah Silverman, and many, many others. Hosted by Kevin Ellison of the TV sketch comedy troupe The State, the award-winning live show is currently on tour in the Pacific Northwest. Catch the Risk podcast at Revolution Hall September 6th and in Seattle at the Vera Project on the 7th. I'm Gregory Day listening to an ad-free episode of pdxpodcast.com. I gave Kevin a call last week to find out what we can expect at the live show. Let's find out what all the fuss is about. Well, we're actually very good friends with the folks who do the show called The Mystery Box. Oh, yes. Uh, in, yeah, in fact, we've featured several Mystery Box recordings on the Risk podcast. You know, we've just, they've made recordings at their show, sent them to us, and we've put them on the podcast saying, hey, this is not recorded at a Risk show. It was actually recorded at The Mystery Box. So it's kind of rare that we do that, but we but we think they do such a phenomenal job there that uh, we've become good friends with them that way. They have a very similar philosophy yes. that we do, and that is, you know, I mean, uh, well, their stories are all uh, related to sex or, you know, uh, sexuality. Uh, risk, we have a lot of stories that are on that subject, but then we have a lot of stories that are just about anything under the sun, you know, or right, any yes. sort of, yeah. Um, but no, I think that they, they also have an attitude of wanting people to feel free to speak with as much raw honesty as they possibly can, like the right. way you would almost speak to a therapist. Um, true. And of course, and they're also very mindful that their storytellers are being thoughtful, emotionally intelligent, you know, compassionate about the way that they talk about the other characters in their stories. So, yeah, it's, it's, we're very, um, we're kind of very simpatico that way. For the 12 years after the state broke up, the state officially broke up in 1996. And for about the next 12 years, I really um, just could not figure out how to get my career to the next place. I made a lot of mistakes, and they were all out of fear and, you know, kind of avoidance, you know. Uh, and so I... I, at one point, I was pretty suicidal, actually, around about the time that I turned 30. So, you know, I, I, I t we've got the, the Risk book has just come out. We've got a book with 
37 of our very favorite stories that have been on the podcast before. And in the introduction of the book, I go into detail about that. I, I talk about how risk, the, the creation of risk, turned my life around and really it, it saved me. And it was really profound realizing that I could get up on stage and not have to put on an act, not have to act all confident or, you know, that I could really get up on stage and be as vulnerable and as goofy or as uh, emotional or I, I could be anything on stage if I was just telling true stories. And that really was a revelation to me. Yeah, boy, you sound just like Mark Maron. Yeah, well, actually, it's, it's hilarious because Mark started his podcast. Right. And in about a month after he started his, we asked him to be in the very first ever uh, live risk show. Right, which 2009, is, uh, right? Yeah, so he was he was in the first live risk show, and he was in the first episode of the podcast. Now that story of his is actually also included in the book. Um, the hookers, and that was about or the hooker. What's that? It's the hooker, what, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hookers <laughs> and blow. <laughs> yeah, but it was great because that night that he did the risk show. After the audience had filed out, he sat down with me at a table and he said, look, this show that you're working on seems really, really promising. This is an amazing idea you have, and I'm glad you're recording it for podcasts. I've just started a podcast as well, so if you need any advice, you just let me know. So he and his producer, uh, Brendan McDonald, have always been mentors to us. Now, of course, his podcast skyrocketed in popularity within several months of him starting it. So right. we were like, oh, my gosh, is that going to happen to us? Our story has been a little bit more like uh, a very, very gradual growing. Like, we grow year after year after year. We're almost 10 years in now, and we do grow every year. But it's it's definitely slower than Mark Marin's growth. <laughs> it's just really, just really remarkable the turnaround you've had. I mean, can you believe it? I mean, do you look back and think, "Oh my God, I did it! I did it!" I, yeah, well, I, when I look back, I I do think that, but I also think I did it with a lot of help. I mean, first of all, really? like JC Cass, yeah, oh yeah. There was a time early on in the show. I would say somewhere in the first year of the show being on the air that I begged the audience. I came on the podcast and said, Hey, look, folks, I do not have a mind for business. I have a hard time keeping track of my emails, making sure the bills are getting paid on time, like running a damn business, which this thing was becoming. And so a couple of people responded and we tried some people out, but JC Cass is, uh, was an old fan of the state, you know, right. when in her junior high days, she used to watch the state on MTV. A lot and of so us she did. Had, yeah. And All so these she, Gen she X's. Was, yeah, exactly. So she reached out and she said, well, you know, I actually have never 
you know, run a startup before, but I, I really think I can do this. And so she actually has been like the the better my better half, you know, has has helped the show become the institution that it's become over the years. We also have a school called That's the right. Story Studio. The principles of storytelling that we teach to the people who do risk are the same principles that can be applied to sharing a story that's totally appropriate to share around the conference room at work, you know? Like, it's just a matter of adjusting for context, really. So, yeah, we've taught workshops from... The Story Studio has taught workshops to Google and Pfizer and Citibank and a whole bunch of other uh, big companies, and, uh, and they have a lot of fun with it, too. One of your highest-rated shows on YouTube was uh, Julio Torres, who was uh, very entertaining. I loved his delivery. Yeah, he is such a cutie, yeah. Yes. Now, Julio, Julio is, now, that's a perfect example of someone who had never done storytelling before. Julio gets up, and he does a very surreal sort of kind of, you know, absurdist, yes. observational sort of uh, 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 stand-up comedy. Love and that. he writes for he writes for SNL. He writes, you know, some of the, the most, you know, memorable sketches that they've done in the past couple of years have been Julio sketches. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a thrill to work with him to be like, okay, this has got to be a little bit different. Like, you can't be a character and, and can't be too surreal. You have to really speak like you would speak if I was sitting down having a cup of coffee with you. Yes. And so kind of working with him and leading him through it, you know, we love doing that if a person is nice and coachable, you know. Some of your more celebrity types are a little bit less, ugh, I don't want to work on something. But you kind of got to, to do a, 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 a storytelling show proper, or at least a risk show. You, right. you, you have to work with it a little bit. Yeah, you know, you say quite often in, in your interviews that you're a nice guy, but uh, you have to be assertive to, to run a show, and I'm sure it's helped your personal growth. Yes, indeed. You know, my therapist is always saying that he wants me to get in touch with my inner asshole, which is a joking way that he, he he's using of, you know, be more assertive, be more confident, like take ownership of your success. Right. And, you know, if someone is not cooperating, you know, because I do get, you know, pushed back from people being like, you know, Ugh, what is this? Why? Yes. Why? And, you know, to, to stand up and say, all right, if you don't really want to work with us on your story, thank you, but no thank you. We have to move on to, because we're a lot more interested in a great story than we are in how famous a person is. We say that we cast the show based on story, yes. not storyteller. So we do stories that are told live in front of an audience. And we do these one-on-one -on -one sort of conversations um, where uh, we cut me, my voice, out of the conversation. Like, like the Bob Brader one is one yes. like that, where, where that was me sitting down with Bob, and there was a lot of conversing between stuff, but we cut me out of it. it sometimes it's easier to wrangle a person like that if you can sit down with them one-on-one -on -one and record a story and then kind of cut out some of the digressions. <laughs> so, so right now you're working with Portland Storytellers? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, we have not cast 
that show yet. So we're right in the process of doing that. It's fascinating because we are normally uh, it's kind of struggling when we come to, to these cities out, out of town, like out of New York or Los Angeles. Right. We are normally kind of like, like, for example, when we just went to Detroit, we were kind of begging people, you know, okay, you told a story on the show in the past. Please introduce us to some other people in town. You know, since we're not, we don't live in these towns, so we often have to just beg people to introduce us to other people in town who can do it. Right. Uh, Portland, we have just been inundated. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, yes. <laughs> there, there are just like too many pitches for us to read at this point. So we're <laughs> sifting through them, and, and yeah, we're like, gosh, okay, maybe we should come to Portland a few times a year rather than just once. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. So it comes together pretty quickly. Yes, yes, yes. Well, right now we're on this big tour to promote the risk book so oh man i've just been running to so many cities you know every weekend i'm getting on a plane and going somewhere else you know uh, we were just in minneapolis and and um, chicago and then this weekend i'm going to baltimore and dc uh so yeah we've got this we've just been going through a string of fantastic shows and we're doing a lot of bookstore appearances as well you know going to bookstores and having some of the people who appear in the book read their stories and then signing copies for people there's a lot that's of great well-known, that's great yeah yeah there's a lot of well-known folks in the book michael Ian black who you mentioned before Marin is in it aisha tyler uh jonah ray lily taylor is someone you kind of wouldn't expect but she does tells a gorgeous story in the book uh paula tompkins aj jacobs dan savage so right there's and a there's, lot happening in that book there is and there's a q a with each storyteller at the end yeah it's interesting because some of them just had incredibly distinct things to say you know just very simple like oh i i don't know i feel like my story really says it all and then others really wanted to unpack, you know, like, well, what I didn't say was, you know, that kind of thing. So it's fascinating. You know, I love your energy. Oh, thank you. This has been a real pleasure. You're a pro. I mean, you say you don't have a head for business, but you sure can sell. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you okay, so much. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day, that's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back next week. See you then.